0: Hello, beloved. Good morning, dear ones.
1: How are you? I pray that you're well always every day. We pray for all of you in our rosary every single day. And um, uh, we ask God to pour his his grace upon you. We are all in this time together. And um, we are the ones God has chosen for this time for this day. Um, to be his emissaries, his witnesses in the world. He started with 12. I don't know how many he's starting with today, but it's, it's a dwindling remnant. And we are his missionaries to the world, regardless of our circumstances. The first, uh, the first 12, every one of them were persecuted. Every one of them were martyred. Uh, St. John is the only one that wasn't put to death, but he died in exile on the island of Patmos, um i feel very privileged to be alive this day to know the truth to have the truth to have yet the freedom to live the truth and to come to you and for us to be together this way i'm i'm just so thrilled and ever ever grateful for the station of the cross and life site news yesterday i began an article um that um, I think I'm going to try to start from the beginning and read the entire thing today. Um, Many people have asked where they could find it. And it is uh, the February 3rd edition of LifeSite News Online in the opinion section. February 3rd, LifeSite News Online, the opinion section. And the title is Refusing Vaccines Made from Cells derived from aborted fetuses. Let us seek our mothers, our mother, blessed mother's response. <clears throat> and it's a reflection on vaccines and the modern-day massacre of the innocents. We are massacring more innocents today than ever were massacred in our Lord's Day, um, and that died from uh, every Holocaust. Uh, it's, it's just, um, just evil blanketing the world. And the article begins with a quote from Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Abortion is the modern day massacre of the innocents. Before asking ourselves whether or not we would be complicit in this crime by accepting vaccines made from cells derived from aborted human fetuses, let us for a moment contemplate a painting that illustrates beautifully the sanctity of human life in the womb. And in order, dear ones, for you to see that painting, it's Rhonda Connie, and um, it's just simply a pregnant mother with our Lord's... Hand on her womb, blessing the baby in that womb, with the with the uh, words of Psalm 139. Uh, it's a pro life artist, Ron um, uh Let's see. Um, And he said whose intention in drawing this was to make a statement that each life is precious to the one who created it, namely God. No life is an accident, and each has a purpose as someone who was scheduled, and he says himself, scheduled to be aborted. That has been my own story, as well as the promise we have in Scripture. I wanted to clearly, the artist says, show three things. Notice the hand of Christ reaching out to touch both mother and child. Look at the shadow cast by Christ's thumb. See how it completes the cross. And Christ died for each of us, those long dead, those yet to be conceived. And finally, note the star at the place where Christ's hand touches the mother, that moment of divine presence touching real-life flesh. I believe that if you could pull back the curtain of what our human eyes are limited to see, we would see that powerful hand of God knitting together each child in its mother's womb. And then uh, hear a quote from... Let me just see who the... Um, the author is Karen Darantier, or Durantier, I believe, Karen Durantier, and she quotes um, from Leviticus 20 verses 2 and 3, quote, if any Israelite sacrifices a child of his to the false god Moloch, his wife, or rather, excuse me, his life must pay for it. I will not let him live long among my people. I will not Let him live among my people any longer. Once he has outraged my sanctuary, dragged my holy name in the dust by sacrificing his child to Moloch. That's what we're doing. Moloch, of course, was a false god, and that's what we're doing today. Um, Sacrificing our children to the devil, and the devil's very happy about it. Every abortion is a sacrifice to the devil. And the article continues, Now let us confront honestly the reality of abortion. About one in five pregnancies worldwide ends in abortion. There are an estimated 42 million abortions per year worldwide. In 2020 alone, there were over 42.6 million abortions. By way of comparison, an estimated 1.8 million people died from the coronavirus over the past year, making abortion 23.2 times deadlier than this virus. At this rate of 42 million per year, in a mere 25 years, 1 billion babies are murdered. Since the abortion business began in earnest in the early 1960s, we have probably murdered nearly twice. That number, that is to say, 2 billion un. Born babies. Two billion unborn babies murdered in the wombs of their mothers. Just for a moment, let us ponder that figure try to fathom Fathomless Abyss. The twentieth century exceptionally barbaric cruelty, with its two very deadly world wars and even deadlier ideologies, comes nowhere near to approaching the immense magnitude of this worldwide massacre of the most helpless of all human beings, our very own unborn babies. Over the past half century, in countless towns, in countless countries across the globe, we have killed up to 2 billion of our children. I just stopped to think. Wouldn't it be a different scene if every... Uh, scheduled abortion, if the mother would say, I'm on my way to murder my baby, it'd be a little different, but that's true. I'm on my way to have an abortion. I'm on my way to murder my baby. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, Or mothers who force their young teenage daughters to have an abortion should say, I'm on my way to murder my baby's baby. I'm on my way to murder my child's baby, to murder my grandchild. How could we not keep this fact firmly in mind as we thoughtfully deliberate as to the morality of vaccines made from the cells from cells derived from aborted human fetuses? And I think I've mentioned the last two days that um, if you go to Children of God for Life, you will see that there's not a single abortion that's not made by, made with, or made from, uh, or tested by, aborted fetal cells. There is no vaccine free of uh, murder, free of the murder of innocent children in order to test or to manufacture that that vaccine. Um, Let us picture an unborn baby boy at nine weeks after conception. He can do somersaults, nine weeks, beloved, that's two months. He could do somersaults, he can frown, he can swallow. To abort this unborn, bo- unborn boy, a hollow tube with a knife-edged tip is inserted into his mother's womb and is connected to a vacuum 29 times more powerful than a household vacuum cleaner, which tears him into small pieces that are sucked into a bottle and discarded let us picture an unborn girl at the end of the third month in her mother's womb she can and does sometimes cry silently and she can feel pain to abort this unborn girl a pair of forceps is inserted into her mother's womb to grasp break and twist off her bones until her body is totally dismembered and removed her spine most likely being snapped, and her skull crushed in the process. Finally, and some of you are saying, Mother Miriam, don't read that in public. Don't read that aloud. This is, this is awful. Well, it is awful. Not, as, not describing it is not as awful as the direct murder of a child, which is happening as we speak. And since President Biden has restored millions to Planned Parenthood and made uh, abortion legal for any reason under any circumstances. The article continues, finally, let us picture an unborn, unborn boy at 20 weeks. He can hear and recognize his mother's voice. To abort him, the doctor inserts a long needle into the mother's abdomen and injects a strong salt solution which he swallows and is poisoned by it also acts as a corrosive burning off the outer layer of his skin and within a day his mother will give birth to her dead or dying baby burnt to death by that injection it's too horrible for words and we're doing it and we're being given permission to do it. The devil is working through our legislators to allow us to do the unthinkable that people were killed for in the Old Testament and are given permission for in the New. We'll be right back.
2: The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year.
0: Each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern, the Station of the Cross brings you Mother Miriam live. Mother Miriam is a Catholic nun on a mission to bring Jesus and a message of hope to a world that has lost its way. Hello, beloved.
1: This is Mother Miriam, and I am thrilled to welcome you to Mother Miriam Live. As always, you're going to be able to call, text, or email whatever your questions are. Through a partnership between the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, you will be able to listen and watch Mother Miriam Live on YouTube and Facebook at
0: the Station of the Cross, including past episodes on podcasts. God bless you. Listen on your local Station of the Cross affiliate and our free iCatholic Radio mobile app, or watch the Mother Miriam Live video stream on facebook and youtube by searching the station of the cross that's mother miriam live each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m eastern on the station of the cross Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. So happy to
1: be with you. I'm going to continue quickly to the article uh, that we were reading before the break to see if we could get to the end of it today. We're talking about <coughs> excuse me, the process of aborting babies at different stages and the cruel instruments that tear them apart, vacuum them out, or burn them. And the article continues, many such babies have been born alive, then left unattended to die. This is a death more cruel than that of the children sacrificed in Gehenna, the valley near Jerusalem, where the ancient Israelites once once sacrificed their own children, burning them alive in the hands of the Canaanite idol Molech. The fires of infanticide consume them more rapidly than today's tiny martyrs. It is icy cold in Moloch's it is I'm sorry it is icy cold yes in Moloch's hands today. The little boy shivers until he is silent and still, lying in a pool of blood that quickly chills. Once swaddled warmly in the womb, he now lies lifeless in a sterile room, naked from head to toe, with no one to mourn or weep for him. Yet, as if the sheer number and the barbaric brutality of these abortions (coughs) are not horrific enough... Um, We are now harvesting aborted baby parts for the purpose of medical research in a kind of um, modern-day feticidal horror story. Abortions have admitted to amending surgical procedures So as to ensure, let me start that again. Abortions, abortionists have admitted to amending surgical procedures so as to ensure that some body parts are left intact and usable by researchers. Picture the same little boy. He feels the excruciating pain. ...when the abortionist very quickly cuts out his kidney so that it can be shipped overnight to keep it fresh. If, can you imagine being on the operating table and having your kidney cut out, just piercing your body and taking a scissors, having it cut out? No anesthesia, nothing. Consider this contradiction, in fact... Pre-born children are not considered human enough to be granted the legal right to life, but they are treated as human enough to have their organs harvested for medical research. Our very crimes perpetrated against these tiny people are proof positive of their humanity and of our own inhumanity, knowing full well Just how heinous these crimes are, both in cruelty and in magnitude. How can we we possibly accept to benefit from their sacrifice by using a vaccine which used these aborted babies' body parts throughout the process of production? What does the voice of our conscience say to us? Can we possibly justify even the most remote cooperation? Mother Teresa said, how can there be too many children? That is like saying there are too many flowers. We may not know, the author goes on, we may not know the names of these two billion babies massacred in their mother's wombs, but their names are known by God. We may not mourn their deaths, but they are mourned by their body, holy guardian angels." Bishop Athanasius Snyder, when he, along with four other bishops, wrote the declaration entitled, On the Moral Illicitness of the Use of Vaccines, Made from Cells Derived from Aborted Human Fetuses, certain certainly had these martyred souls in his shepherd's heart, as his personal testimony attests, quote from Bishop Athanasius Snyder, <coughs> When we were preparing the document, I was very much praying to the souls of these babies who were murdered in the womb of their mothers, because from the first moment of conception, there is a human soul, a person, and the souls of these children, because they died innocently, they are in the reign of God. They are not in the kingdom of the devil, because they are martyred souls. And so I asked specifically, the souls of those children who are killed and whose cell lines were used for the vaccine. Well, I was praying for all this because God knows these souls by name. So the article was kind of cut off by then just for the quote. Let us try to imagine the special place in the kingdom of God, where a sea of ruby-colored roses graces his God's garden, where the blood-red bodies of the tiny martyrs have become as red rosebuds blossoming eternally. These tiny martyrs are dear to the immaculate heart of our Heavenly Mother and to the sacred heart of her child should they not be dear to our own hearts as well? So dear that we could only react with the utmost horror and repugnance at the very thought of benefiting from their martyred bodies employed in the process of producing a vaccine? What does Mother Mary's Immaculate Heart say to us? Oh, there's a, there's a, a picture here. Of 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 the slaughtered um, innocents, thus saith the Lord. A ver- voice was heard on high of lamentation, of mourning and weeping of Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted for them because they are not. Let us pause once again in order to contemplate. It well, you know what? Um, <clears throat> I will. It's it's a um, it's a painting. Um, in uh, the the 1400s depicting the horror of the massacre of the innocents. The painter is Fra Angelico, who many of you know, a Dominican, beatified by Pope John Paul II, patron saint of painters and one of the greatest Christian artists of all times. He places before our eyes the massacre of the holy innocents, the gospel episode recounted at the same time as the flight into Egypt. The massacre of all children under two years of age in the region of Bethlehem, carried out by order of Herod. This scene reminds us of the immense global genocide of children in their mother's womb. However, the horror of the gospel scene depicted here pales in comparison with the present-day crimes of abortion and the harvesting of aborted baby parts. Indeed, contrary to what this painting shows, where we see Herod's soldiers stabbing children in the arms of their mothers who are desperately trying to protect them, the mothers and fathers of the children murdered today... I'm sorry, the mothers and fathers of the children murdered today are themselves complicit in their murder of their very own children. And are we not complicit... If for the sake of ensuring our own health and our own well-being, we accept to benefit from the martyred bodies of aborted babies employed in the production of a vaccine, what would the immaculate heart of our co-redemptrix respond to us? Quote from Ephesians, They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to the hardness of heart, that is true of everyone who has an abortion and of every abortionist. Are we not as Christians guilty of a sort of moral blindness and hard-heartedness if while gravely considering the morality of recourse to abortion-tainted vaccines, we nonetheless remain blind to the magnitude of this evil? Let us ponder in our hearts deeply the fact that we are not talking about just any murder, but the murder of the most helpless and innocent among us, unborn babies. And not only that, but this murder, far from being committed against the will of the mothers by the hands of some cruel tyrants, is committed by their mothers, whose natural maternal instinct which incites them to protect and nurture their offspring, has momentarily been snuffed out. And not only that, but these abortions constitute gruesome and barbarous forms of torture, including dismemberment of unborn babies capable of feeling pain. These unspeakable crimes are incalculable and ever-growing in number, there are billions of these massacred, unborn babies. Oh, dear ones, I'm reading quickly. We don't have very much time. I'm not sure I'll get through it. Let me, let me go on. However, however desirable the good to be achieved by accepting an abortion-tainted vaccine may be, it is not negligible in comparison with the magnitude and the horror of these crimes. Is it not negligible, whatever, however desirable the good to be achieved by accepting an aborted, abortion-tainted vaccine may be? Is it not negligible in comparison with the magnitude and horror of these crimes? Does our conscience not make us recoil in horror at the mere thought of the slightest, most remote complicity with evil? and of this magnitude. Are we not confronted with an evil of such magnitude that it is to be avoided at all costs? How blind are we when we calmly deliberate on this question without deeply taking into account the extreme gravity of these crimes? And I want to say, how blind are we? How blind are we putting a president into office who um, is making these crimes normal so-called women's rights and health care. Since when has murder been anyone's right? Since when has uh, health care included the murder of children? Mother Teresa said it is a poverty to decide that a mother must die so that you may live as you wish. Finally, let us for a moment ponder over the distinctly anti-Christian character of abortion. Abortion is the antithesis of the joyful mystery we celebrate at Christmas. Instead of contemplating Mary and Joseph adoring the Christ child in the manger, our eyes follow a trail of blood from an empty cradle to a freshly filled grave. Abortion is antithetical To the paschal paschal mystery of christ's sacrificial love instead of hearing the echo of our savior's words this is my body given up for you we hear a satanic voice saying this is your body given up for me abortion is a sort of anti-christmas anti-paschal mystery of iniquity whose depths we cannot begin to fathom abortion is akin to a sacrilegious sacrament a perverse cult rendered to the antichrist there's the music for our break beloved and we will take your calls your texts and your emails when we return our toll free number for anything that's on your heart dear ones is 18775115483 or email at mother at cross.com. We'll be right back.
3: Love learning more about the Church but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our Church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true.
1: Hello beloved, this is Mother Miriam, many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam live but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app.
3: Praise be to Jesus. Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show, joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We'll keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time, weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We'll see you then. May God love
1: you.
0: Welcome back to Mother
1: Miriam Live. Um, we have been reading an article, uh, an ex- unfortunately excellent article by Karen Durantier on, um, on the COVID vaccines. And there's just still too much left. I will finish it tomorrow. Um, so that I can take your calls and your emails. Um, again, toll free, 1 877 511 5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross dot, dot com. We have David on the line. Hello, David.
4: <clears throat> are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, very good, yes, David.
1: Hello. Hi. Do you have a question? How are you? I'm wonderful. Well, yes. Thank
4: you. Good. Thank you. Um. The topic was very painful to hear so i had to cut in and out a little bit well yes it is it's painful uh, Mm it is very very painful david yes Mm -hmm. but i wanted also to bring up another form of genocide that's going on right in front of our eyes here in the city of new york and, and throughout the whole country are the homelessness yeah the homeless people that are walking the streets in 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 the city walking down in the underground in the subways No, no one seems to pay attention to them. That is meaning the government pays no mind to them. That's another form of genocide, in my opinion. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yes, because from what I can understand, many of these, many of my fellow brothers and sisters have mental problems and they should be inside hospitals. And the city is doing very little to help them at all, as far as I can tell. And secondly, Mm -hmm. people who lose their jobs, lose their homes and they become homelessness or they live out of their cars. That's right. That's another form mm-hmm. of genocide. It Why is. isn't the government addressing these things? Why isn't the Catholic Church, meaning the Pope or the Cardinals or the Bishop, discussing these important, these, uh, these, these important issues. Well, I, I'm
1: going to make a statement here um, that the government is doing something about it by causing this cruelty. Yes, the government yes. is the one who is doing it. Uh, they're not going to help. They are trying to control us through lies, through um, uh, laws they have no right to make. Um, Many in the church are going along with them. Uh, Bishops, priests are not subject to the government, not subject to immoral laws. And um, it is the tragedy, David, of our day that the government that was made Um, by the people, uh, of the people, for the people, uh, has turned against the people and is now controlling and killing them and killing them. Um, I think no one is going to be happy in this evil world of uh, the vaccine and uh, every form of control until we are all their little puppets Um, the government is not going to do anything about it. Uh, They want us all out of the way. Um, Oh, I I wish I could remember. Um, I did read something. In fact, I keep referring to LifeSite News. It happens to be my number one source to go to um, for a general edition, a Catholic edition, a worldwide edition. Um, They're outstanding. And yesterday, uh, there was an article there and I forget what country it is. I, I may look it up at the next break. Um, but they're even proposing without a vaccine passport, um, you won't be able to shop. You won't be able to buy food. You won't be able to go anywhere. Uh, it's it's demonic. It's living out the book of Revelation. There's there's it, it's a creation of a of a. A uh, scenario that will cor- control the whole world. It's way beyond communism. So uh, the government is doing something about it. They are working to destroy humanity uh, in this country what, and
4: around the world. Now, as a Catholic, and I'm not a perfect Catholic, but, but as a sub-follower of Jesus Christ, what should my response be? What should I do? Revolt? fight against this no because
1: no you can't you can't you whatever you can do to sign petitions uh we already we catholics are the ones who put these evil men and women in office we have done it we catholics have done it and now we want to fight and to rescue it's a little late um but i didn't vote for him no, I'm I'm with you, David. Uh, the last four presidents, uh, uh, let it go. Um, I know, but that's why we're a remnant. We're dwindling down to a remnant because most most Catholics have bought into the evil of this world. Um, many, not not uh, not most, but many uh, enough to put. Um, evil people in office, so let me um, say that our response you know how I often say, David, we need to live as if it 's true. Um, yeah. there was no such thing in Israel that when one of its people got sick or was homeless, they would turn them over to the government. There was no such thing. they were required to take care of them they were required to not harvest all of their land but to leave the entire um, outskirts of their land uh, unharvested so there would be food for the homeless and the poor and the foreigner. Um, I think if we lived our faith as if it was true, We would begin to do that. Forget the government. We've left everything to them, and uh, there are many thousands and thousands of people that are feeding the homeless and trying to get houses for the many, many good people in the world. I don't say it's all evil, but most many of those in charge are just... uh, They are... um, They bought into what is demonic... And so um, we need to do it, David. If we see homeless, we need to feed them. If we see, now there's too many for us to take care of, but if each one of us would reach out to one homeless person, um, I know when we were in Tulsa, we're brand new in uh, in Beloit now, but there was a, a, a couple that were homeless, man and woman, and they knew that they could come to us when it was raining, when they were out of food, when they were out of transportation, they knocked on our door. We, we put them to work, it, things they could do so that to preserve their dignity, so they could earn the money. But there were several times, it was a storm outside, and they came to us, and there was no work for us to give them. We just gave them finances to stay in a hotel uh, till the storm passed by, or to give them cover. So... Uh, it's 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 a uh, drop of sand in an ocean. It's nothing, but if each of us did that, David, we blame everybody, probably rightly. But I think God would have us take care of our brother. I think we'd ha- I I think God would do away totally with the government. He's going to, um, and I think it's time for us to begin to act as brothers and sisters and and to help one another. I don't know what else to say. It's not going to solve the whole thing, David, but I think to live our faith, we need to begin to take responsibility. I remember once... When I was stuck in a hurricane and I had no food and my plane flight was canceled and I had nowhere to go, um, I, I, people across the street said, Come stay with us overnight. And they fed me. It was a wonderful thing. Um, so that's all I could say, David. You're right. And uh, if we sit back and say, "What? why doesn't the government do something? Why doesn't somebody do something? I think it's not going to happen. The somebody is us. And I think we be- need to begin living um, again as if the gospel is
4: true and taking in our brother. But but in terms of what the Catholic Charities does in New York, I don't see what's gone. Uh, you don't see what? It's just... Don't be frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm. I I was expecting a lot more from the church, or from the organization. We we all
1: were. We all were, David. We all were, but I think we've lost a bit of hope because, in a sense, much of the church has turned against us. It's telling us to take vaccines. It's telling us to be complicit in evil. It's. uh, it's uh, okaying uh, same-sex unions, uh, just uh, just awful stuff. Awful stuff. So, I don't think we can expect anything more from the church. The tremendous good is being done. Tremendous good. But still, our bishops are giving millions of dollars for abortion, uh, for condoms overseas. All of that. I think we can no longer sit back and say this is the church. Uh, It is Christ's church. He will build it. The gates of hell will not prevail against it, David. But it's time for us, the remnant, to step up and do everything we can. If we have food for a month, let's share it so our neighbor and us have food for half a month. Let's not close ourselves in.
4: Well, you also heard that some several archdiocese received PPP money in the millions. Have you yes. heard about that, uh, have you heard that story? Yes. Oh, that's uh, incredible. That money was meant to, for for small businesses that, to remain open. Why, uh, why are these archdioceses taking this money? Because there's evil <laughs> there's, there. Because there's oh.
1: evil. Because there's Boy, evil. Yeah. Why? I know, David, uh, I'm with you, and I tell you what if there's so much evil in the world within and without the church, if we get, you're going to get an ulcer over this, if we get frustrated with everything we see and don't see, um, the, the enemy will render us helpless and useless. We need to be angry enough and see clearly enough to do something about it. Whether we'll change the bishop's, I have no idea that's in God's hands, but I want to help my neighbor on the street. That's my call. And and we can pray. We can pray. We can offer sacrifices. But there's such evil going on within the church, it's almost unthinkable for anyone to write even such a novel. So I think it's time for us, for Catholics, to live their faith and not depend on bishops or priests.
4: But what do you mean by novel? Uh, just, just writing about what's going on, or 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 some written a novel about it? I'm sorry. Yeah. I
1: oh, I don't. Right. No, no, that's okay, David. I don't oh, mean okay. for someone to write a novel. I think if someone did write a novel about this evil, they may not have been able to come up with it. It's so oh, evil. I yeah, I think it would be. Uh, it, and if someone did write a novel about it, people would think it's fiction if they wrote the full truth. It's, it's amazing. I think we are being called by God, David. We are the most, I'll say this, I said it before, the most privileged people in the entire world to have the faith, which is a total gift, to be living the faith, which is a gift. And you could say, well, many people have the faith, but they're not living it. That's right. I, I can't, you know, I want to help them if I can, but also to live it not just to have it, but to be steadfast and to live it is a gift. The prayer of the mass says that uh, our ability, dear Lord, to even thank you is in itself your gift. So David, um, the enemy would have us be frustrated, be downhearted, close ourselves off, shut the world out. We cannot do that. This is the time for us to be God's army. And, um, and fight the evil every bit that we can by refusing it, by not giving into it, and by helping our brothers and sisters. If we have a bank account for our children to go to college, we don't know that they'll ever be able to go to college. I think we need to use that money now for people (laughs) who need it to save the lives of our brothers.
4: Okay, thank you, Mother, I appreciate it.
1: David, you're a beautiful soul, Um, just live. You know, St. Francis de Sales said, where there's no love, put love, and there will be love. Where there's no hope, put hope, and there will be hope, David. We're on the same team. You're not alone. God bless you, sweetheart. We'll be right back after the break, everyone. Call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
5: iCatholic Radio Mobile app is two apps in one. Your place to hear great Catholic programs and music. Here's what listeners are saying about the updated iCatholic Radio Mobile app.
0: Through the iCatholic Radio app, I have listened
4: to the sermons and teachings several times. The effect has been a deeper understanding of my faith and Catholic tradition. This app has truly been a blessing in my life and has increased my faith. With the
5: new app, you can choose to listen to our programs like Mother Mariam Live or the Catholic Current whenever you like. But you can also switch over to the best in contemporary music by Catholic artists. We even bring you hours of Gregorian chant every Sunday morning. If you do not currently have our app, download it to your iPhone through the Apple Store or to your Android phone by going to Google Play and searching iCatholic Radio. The updated iCatholic Radio mobile app, your one stop for great Catholic programs and music.
0: Welcome back, dear ones, to Mother Miriam
1: Live, Um, and we will take your calls and emails. I mentioned um, uh, before the break that I wanted to see if I could look up the LifeSite News article um, about Sweden vaccine passports, And and I have it. It's simply yesterday's. Uh, February 8th, headlines in LifeSite News. I just have their page up. Uh, You know, I say, if you really want to keep up with what is happening and the truth uh, of an organization, a Catholic apostolate, that's Catholic to the core, um, uh, that's Station of the Cross, that's why I'm with them, and LifeSite News... Uh, if you're not signed up for Livesite News, go ahead. Livesite News dot com, Livesite News one one word Livesite S I T E News com, and sign up to get their emails. There's no cost, and you'll be on on top of the major things that are happening. Um, I'm just going to run down and read a few of their headlines for you, just a few, to see how to show you how evil. Uh, evil, utter evil things are. Sweden, Sweden vaccine passports will, quote unquote, probably be required for shopping, eating out, travel, and meeting loved ones. Vaccine passports showing that you've taken the vaccine will re- be required for meeting with your loved ones. This is 100% demonic. They're going to force everyone uh, to take the vaccine. They won't send a police squad and hold you down, although I wouldn't be surprised to take it. They will simply not let you shop or buy food or, or travel or meet your own family. That's all if you don't take the vaccine. Will, will we give in for that? You say, come on, Mother Miriam, now you're going overboard. Of course we're going to take the vaccine. We don't want to d- destroy our whole lives and die because we can't shop or meet our family. That's your choice. But that is, in my uh, mind, taking the mark of the beast. I'm not telling you the vaccine is the mark of the beast, but it's acting like it. Um, it's acting like it in Revelation. You won't be able to buy or shop or travel or anything without the mark of the beast on your forehead. So I cannot tell you it's the mark of the beast, but it's, that's what's happening. That is what's happening, beloved. Um, Niger- I'm just reading some headlines. Nigerian Archbishop blasts Biden's abortion funding that it violates human dignity Parents, listen to this one, parents who do not affirm kids' sexual confusion could be jailed for 10 years under the new Australian state law. Are you still capable of being shocked? I am. I am. I am. The takeover of evil is happening, it's it's shorter than overnight now. Um, UK health minister, the COVID vaccine will be seasonal, like the flu shot. French bishops are trying to eliminate the, um, the Tridentine mass, uh, the ancient mass, completely. Abortion on demand, it says this... Um, abortion on demand and it shows a picture of someone holding up a very uh, awful sign that i don't want to read even uh, publicly and it says abortion on demand if mommy wants a dead baby she gets a dead baby it's awful you say mother miriam why are you reading this publicly on air well it's in print and it's what everyone's saying um Pope Francis, this is just yesterday's headlines, commemorates Abu Dhabi document, gives peace award to pro-abortion UN Next one. Pope Francis appoints woman to prominent position in Synod of Bishops. She's a religious sister. You would never know it by looking at her. And that position was never held before other than by an ordained priest. Um, let me continue to read Um, I'm I'm skipping some that aren't bad Um, Senate Democrats again reject protections for babies who survive abortion Um, and then Pope Francis to speak at pro-LGBT Los Angeles Religious Education Conference Pope Francis to speak at pro-LGBT Los Angeles Religious Education Conference. That place has been an, imm- in an immoral circus for years. I have no clue why Archbishop Gomez has allowed that, but now Pope Francis will speak along with Father James Martin and Bishop Robin Bar- Robert Barron. I have no clue what's going on in the archbishop's mind. He is president of the USCCB. So uh, what do we do? What do we do? We can't put out every fire. We can't reverse every evil. But we can light a candle in the dark by being what we should be, by living as if it's true, by living our faith. If we let the enemy bring us to discouragement, to give up, we let him win in many ways he's going to win he's either going to get us to take the vaccine and give in to the evil of our day to the evil of abortion that evil uh, may be done that good may come for me that i can't that i won't infect others that's it's it's awful it's evil um if we get discouraged, beloved if we hide in our homes we the devil has won he doesn't care how he wins He only cares that we no longer continue to be strong, faithful, steadfast Catholics who are willing to follow our Savior to the cross, who are willing to take up our cross and follow him. That's all he cares about. Put down your cross and he's won. He'll go on to someone else. Don't worry about it. Don't get discouraged. Have a righteous anger toward the sin, but don't uh, don't get so frustrated that you can't do anything to help. So go out in the street, my dearest brother David, find a homeless person and give him, take him to a shelter and buy him food. Um, we have an email from uh, Janet, and she says, Hello, Mother, my bishop is going along with the guidelines from the Vatican regarding the distribution of ashes on Ash Wednesday. The priest will say the prayer once from the altar. Then he will silently give ashes by shaking them over our heads. That is awful. This is all in the name of safety. I don't see how it makes us any safer than giving Holy Communion. What are your thoughts on this change? I think it's I think it's also demonic. Anything that keeps the sacraments from the people, um, you don't give a sacrament by shaking ashes over people's heads. You get them dirty and their clothes dirty. That's not the point. Um, it's demonic. That the church would give in, that they would, the church would put health before our eternal souls is something um, we may not understand, but the devil does, and he's winning. The devil does. But Christ will win. He will win. But it's going to be a greatly dwindled number. And there are going to be many bishops and many priests that will not be among that number. I... Um, Uh, I was asked the question yesterday, how I respond to um, uh, all the evil that's being done. Uh, The church is being shut down and all the evil of politics and that. And my, my first response is utter grief in my heart that the people who are doing this, inside or outside the church, are so blinded that they don't have the grace of faith or they've lost it or they never have it I I, I can't judge that but it's utter grief that these people do not know Christ that they're afraid to give ashes on your forehead from dust you came till dust you will return they're afraid from that repent and turn to the gospel they say it but we have to do it so Uh, Follow what is holy and what is right, dear ones. We'll speak with you tomorrow.